Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Jim. We have Tyler. What up, everyone? What's going on, everybody? It is MLB playoff season. That's what's going on. Not that Tyler partakes. It's football season. It's been a uh, it's been a pretty entertaining postseason so far. Um, I've been, I've enjoyed every bit of it, to be honest. It really has. Yeah, it's been it's been a good it's been a good postseason. This round has been better than the wild card round. Correct. What do you think, Tyler? Do you do you think this round's been better? I'll speak for the people here. I'm a Pirates fan. When the season ends, I'm done. I'm a Pittsburgh sports fan. When the season ends, Steelers season. I'm done. Baseball season's over. We did a thousand postgame shows. I'm not watching playoff baseball right now. Will it so I will I tune in here and there? Sure. Am I like gonna dedicate my life to it at this point? Heck no. Well, I don't think anybody's so want, asking you to dedicate your life to it. But me watching two innings feels like dedicating my life to it at this point. Okay. I'm moved on. I, I'm on the twenty twenty four. I'm like Bill Belichick. We're on the Cincinnati. I'm on the twenty twenty four. That's fair. I was gonna say I, I want to know then your take, John Gruden for offensive coordinator. No. Okay. That's the end of that. Yeah. We're well, for those Jay, Jay Gruden. Still probably no. Anyways. Yeah, I'm with Jim. I've uh, I found these to be entertaining. The wild card round, not so much. But that started some noise, and I think we're getting a little bit more noise. What were right your favorite parts the whole... of the game, Donardo? What's that? What were your favorite parts of the wild card round? Like, just, what's your favorite part that's happened? Since you want to trash like, me for not watching. Around, I don't know the favorite part. Oh, I weird. Last now pitched decently. The Rays mm. didn't score any runs. Mm. The Brewers didn't do anything. Yeah. I'm glad Fangrass told you that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you trash me. I trash you. But yeah, like there was just the, the games are awful. Like the Brewers didn't show up. The Rays didn't show up. It is what it is. Like these are more entertaining games, I think, for a different aspect, though. And I think what's making these games more entertaining is reasons we're going to talk and discuss tonight. This whole MLB playoff format that teams, I'm sorry, fan bases of certain teams are complaining about. Do they need changed? I think we're going to talk a little bit about it. Are you asking us to talk about it right now? I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like limp right into it. Because I yeah, think it so goes I, into what I, we're I think, talking about. Yeah, so I, I mean, there's there's something to um, I, I I don't know. You've got a lot of national pundits, pundits and teams uh, like the Orioles and the Dodgers and, you know, even the Brewers to an extent where, you know, they feel like they're getting maybe a little gypped because uh, they 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 did so well in the regular season. You know, in the case of the Brewers, you won your division and you, you know, you play what two games and you're done. The Orioles, you win 101 games. You play three games and you're done. Um, I think this just kind of goes back to, you know, we discussed this topic um, 
two years ago, I think on this same show where if you're going to change the format of the postseason and allow this additional team in, all you're going to do, like, yeah, it may create for some good, good TV. And that's, and that's what we're going for here ultimately. Uh, but what you're going to do is you're going to diminish the value of the, of the regular season. The more teams you allow into a postseason, the less important what you accomplished in the regular season becomes, right? So that's, that's the, that is the bed that major league baseball has made for itself. I don't think there's any going back like the pirate, like the, 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 the major league baseball is not going to say, Oh, you know what? Six teams can't make the playoffs from each league. Now we're going to go back to four or five, right? That like, like they're, that's in the past. It's never coming back. Um, the only way that you do away with this whole buy situation where teams are complaining about days off is by adding even more teams, which all that's going to do is create even less importance in the regular season. And, and just the way baseball is, if you're playing a short series, literally anything can happen. The best team is still going to lose a lot of times in a best of five or a best of seven series. You need to decide what you want to be. Do you want to be, does the champion want to be the best team or is it, do you want the champion to be just the hottest team at the end of the league that made for really good TV, right? That's what playoffs are. Playoffs don't necessarily in any sport determine who the best team is. You look all around. I mean, there's, Every once in a while, the best team will win in the playoffs, but that's not what postseason is. Postseason is a made-for-TV event where you take the best teams from the regular season, you put them up against each other, so you get really good entertaining television, you get really good competition, uh, and then this the whoever's the best on that particular day ends up winning an entire season championship, right? Um, so I, I think it's just people are maybe confused as far as like what the postseason is there for. You know, the postseason isn't meant to determine who the best team is. Really, a 162-game regular season is there to determine who the best team is. The postseason is just there to say, okay, who's got the best three pitchers who can go out there every night and, and a lineup that can that can feed off of a crowd and energy, and who can do that for four weeks, right? That's That's what the postseason is. It's entertaining. If this is the format that they choose, this is the format that they choose. And and I like it. I, I If you're going to complain about a layoff, like if you're going to say, hey, you know what? We don't feel ready for these games because we haven't played in four or five days. Then guess what? You're a major league baseball organization. You've got a 40 man roster. You've got a triple A team. You've got a double A team. Go play your own freaking games. Like just if you if that's the thing is just, hey, we don't feel like we're ready to play then what are you doing during those five days? Like just scrimmage yourself. You got enough guys to do it. So it's just an excuse used by teams who lose. I understand it. Like as a Pirates fan in 2015, I was pissed off, right? We won 98 games and the whole season was over in a day. But you know what? It was a pretty entertaining game when, you know, the Pirates wasn't in 2013. (laughs) Super entertaining and fun when we were on the other side of it. And I know I'm kind of talking and rambling on and on and on. But that's my take. And so someone else jump in. There's nothing left to say. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Well, no, I guess just to jump on the point that Jim made about the teams complaining about the layoff. The other part of that is that you actually have the ability to line your pitching up. Like that is a giant advantage. 
you legitimately can set up your pitchers. That's huge going into that series. I think going like looking back at this year, we're looking at a small sample size. If we look at this and extrapolate it over 10 years, it might be a different story where maybe three years in a row, the team that has the buy ends up winning and it turns into a big advantage. It, we're looking at this very uh, on a micro level. And yeah, it's baseball. We're going to like overreact to everything. It's 162 game season and we act like it's life or death after every game. So naturally we're going to act like it's life or death whenever your team actually gets eliminated when they were probably a better team. It happens. It's something I think you need to evaluate over more of a period of time. I don't think you can really come to any conclusion right now based upon the teams that had a buy losing. So we're all in agreement that all the people crying about the format being changed are idiots, correct? I think it was way worse when there was a one game wild card, way worse situation. I absolutely agree to that. I absolutely agree to that. Cause that takes everything away. I mean, that's legitimately everything. a crapshoot. It really is, you know? And, and again, like, Pirates fans, as Doug put in here on the chat earlier, but like Pirates fans can like definitely attest to this. You know, there was a lot of complaining about the wild card and it did change, but like I think that makes a huge difference in the way the like the format is and it it makes things more fair. But like I don't I don't want to make this as if like, well, we talked about the pirates or pirates fans, so we can complain about that and it's okay. But now that this doesn't affect the Pirates, we can say you guys need to stop whining. It is much different. It's a one game. Like, there's no series. It's a one game do or die. Um, this They've made it more into a series now. So things are more fair. It's more baseball-like. But I think the biggest thing that we're missing here, and you guys have said it, though, right? But like the biggest thing that's being missed and complaining and complaining and complaining is, well, the best team, the best team, the best team, right? Postseason is different from regular season. You manage regular season different from postseason, Right. You managed to last 162 games to have depth to be able to get to 162 and have the best record, right? The team with 10 starting pitchers is going to make it there opposed to the team with five. The difference is, and this is why you hear it, like you hear us talked about, not time and time again, but you, you hear it talked about, right? This team is built for the postseason. Why do you say that? Right, it might not be, and probably isn't the best team, but this team is built. Why? Because, like Jim said, they have two workhorses. They have three. Right, their number four and five starter might be terrible, and that's why they couldn't win this series because two out of every three they're at a disadvantage on. But when this goes into postseason, they only need those three starters, and now they have a clear advantage of the team who maybe won the division. Right, the postseason is just different. You don't necessarily have to be the best team in a 162 season. 162 game season to actually be the best team to win the postseason. That just is what it is. And different teams strategize differently. Some teams look at it as it's it's a crapshoot to get into the playoffs. We'll talk about this later. Some foreshadowing, right? So let's just have a team good enough to get us there. But if we know that we're good enough to get there, we can do some damage. And some teams go all in and injuries may play a part. They're not as good as whatever. So I mean, so like, the postseason is just different. You can't just say this was the best team in baseball and they deserve being the World Series because the po the postseason is just different. And if you want to mirror it more like that, and if you're complaining about the days off and stuff like this, then you know what? If you want your number four and five pitcher 
to have an effect if you need to pitch them like you did in the regular season, then you got to play every single day. There are no days off in the postseason. Treat it like the regular season. You're playing every single day. Make your number four and five pitchers start like they did in the regular season. So I'm with Doug here. Doug says I'll take the bye every single year. Yeah, I, I would rather win seven games to get to the World Series as opposed to nine. Like, that's just basic logic. And I think if you took this over a long sample, like I said, we're, we're Tyler mentioned this. We're dealing with a very small sample size. We're dealing with like a one year right here. I would venture to say that if we were to do this and we kept this format for 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, the better team is going to advance 55% of the time, right? Like that's just kind of how it would turn out after a pretty large sample size. Um, 54% was right there for you, Jim. Yeah, that's that true. But right, right around that, <laughs> that, 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 uh, that number. Um, but no, I'm, I'm with you, Doug. Like I'll give me the buy, give me the buy. If I'm worried about being cold, I'd rather be, I'd rather be able to line up my guys, my one, two, three starter. I'd rather be able to line those guys up with five days rest after the regular season and then just figure out a way to keep everybody fresh during that time period. I, I think people are making way too big of a deal than it really is. Postseason's hard. Playoffs in any sport, it's hard. You've got at any point in time, you've got probably a handful of teams, five, six, seven teams that legitimately have a chance, like a good chance of winning a World Series. You, like, like I said, but but for real, like five, six, seven teams, like legit shot at a World Series. And guess what? Only one of them wins it. So you're gonna have a bunch of teams who lose and don't accomplish their goals. And don't don't meet the expectations that they've set for themselves. And so you hear a lot of people complaining about the format because guess what? There's more losers than there are winners at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, though, like if if it does turn out that for some weird reason, not or having that buy turns out to be a disadvantage, which I don't think it will be. There's a pretty easy fix for it. You just make them not have a buy. And they play like there's an easy fix. If it turns out five, 10 years from now that it's not working out the way that it probably should or that you don't well, you'd have, have to that change advantage. the number of teams. You'd have to change the number of teams because well, there's really no way for everybody to play. Yeah, like, if there's six like that just doesn't there's make no it way. around Robin. I don't know. You would just <laughs> like one verse change six, the actual two format verse five, three verse four. That's actually not a bad idea. You could do it kind of like like World Cup style or like World Baseball Classic style, where you've got like a group, everybody plays each other. But then you have to how's have it a not centralized work if you have location. Because then, what do you do the next round when three out of the six win? I don't know. Figure <laughs> it out. I guess that math does math. <laughs> then you get the buy. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think that far ahead. <laughs> all right, then add two more teams. Then they're gonna do it anyhow. Well, and then and then all you're doing is just diminishing the, the regular season even more. I mean, if you're letting eight teams from each league into the postseason, then it's like, what's the point of even playing 162 What's games? the point of an NHL season? What's the point of an NBA season? At some point, we're going to get there. Baseball well, is just behind the curve. Kind of like saying. it's going well, to happen. Yeah, those those sports play 80, 82 games. You know, it's half the amount of games played in baseball. You got a 162-game season to determine who the best teams are. 
Yeah, if but you the open best the postseason up matter, more. As we've already discussed. Oh, I understand. And like I said, the more teams that you add to the playoffs, though, the less and less it's going to matter. Yeah, but the Pirates might make the playoffs then. <laughs> it's really what Tyler. I care about. I'm here. a Tyler. If the Pirates can make the playoffs, let's do it. Because <laughs> I'm tired Let of them all talking in. about meaningless baseball 162 times a season. Let's just have a 162 right. game <laughs> we, tournament. Here's what we need. We need playoffs just so we can have Tyler watch postseason baseball so that when we're talking in October, he knows what's going on. Honestly. Yeah. I hope Manfred's listening to this show go. right now. Yeah. yeah. It's all about me. It's all it comes. Yeah. Back. Rob Manfred. Let's let's put let's just there should just be a pirate slot in the playoffs every year. It should be automatically clinched. My brain's just really not right that six teams. And I was thinking like, yeah, that works out. Man. What if, if, you win, if you win the draft lottery, you also clinch the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> if you start rookies on Imagine opening day that are in the top 100 prospects, you make the playoffs. Automatically. That way we get the best of both worlds. Skeens is going to be... Skeens is, is never making his debut until the playoffs next season. Just to ensure they can tank and make the playoffs, and then we'll put our best guys out there. There we go. Andrew McCutcheon is going to be in the IL till September 29th. Hopefully hit his 300th, and then go to the playoffs. <laughs> but you brought up a good point about like the teams built for the postseason, right? I mean, like, like look at the Braves right now. The Braves had a hell of a year. 104 wins. Right. But like outside of Spencer Strider, can you really trust anybody right now? Max Freed is hurt. Like he's got a blister. He, you know, he didn't, he, he pitched, you know, okay, you know, pretty good. And, and, you know, the Braves ended up winning game two thanks to some like offensive heroics. But, you know, you now have the Phillies winning game three at home. They've got game four tomorrow in Philly. So all they got to do is win and then they're in the NLCS. A team like Philadelphia, where you can go out there and you can throw Zach Wheeler, you can throw Aaron Nola. You know, that's you know they're that's their one two. They're they're number three. That's kind of all that they've needed so far. Ranger Suarez ended up pitching out pitching Spencer Strider game one there, but like like that team just with the energy that the offense brings, the way that they play, the bullpen, it's a team built for the postseason. You saw that last year too with the run that they made. Whereas you've got a team like the Braves where dominant season, historical offense, but then their pitching just got hurt towards the end here. You know, you're missing out on Charlie Morton. Max Free's got the blister issue. You're turning to guys like Bryce Elder, who we talked about this on Starbucks last week. Like, yeah, Bryce Elder did fine in the regular season, but like, do you really want to put Bryce Elder out there in a postseason game, you know, with your season on the line? Probably not. Uh, so you're looking at a team now that won 104 games, and they're one game now away from elimination. Yep. And and here's something I want to point out too as well, because I think this is like another thing that a lot of the national people are missing out on, right? And, and of course it's national, and of course big markets dominate baseball, right? Like it's the Yankees and the Dodgers, you know, the bright, like these are the teams you want to see. There's the teams that spend those are typically the good teams and you want to see them. Like you would want to see the Yankees in the world series every year, right? Because that's going to draw the most fans. You know, you want to see the Dodgers in the world series, probably every single year, right? They'll draw the most fans. That's going to be big baseball stuff. Right. But here's the thing. 
that's not the most entertaining part. And you talk about sports and entertainment, they're synonymous, right? The sport, like the sport thing is, and especially in baseball, like it is baseball. You can win or lose in any given night. Like the course of 162 games will weed out who's better, right? But as like Jolly Roger reports here, like the A's swept the Rays back in June. Why? Because it is baseball. Like baseball is a crazy sport. And in the sport of baseball, anyone can beat anyone on every given day. And the entertainment part of this is like what's going on right now. It's the Dodgers, right? And like baseball probably wants to see the Dodgers in the World Series. But honestly, the Dodgers being down 0-2, it's quite entertaining. I'm sorry, but it's quite entertaining. And it's talk, right? And a lot of people are talking about it. And it's drawing eyes to the sport probably as well. Because look at the Dodgers. Look at Clayton Kershaw choking once again in the playoffs. Like, here we go. And it's dialogue. And everyone's talking about it. ESPN's talking about it. MLB's talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting a lot of talk. It's getting a lot of entertainment value to it. Like, the underdog story is still something that is relevant. Everyone appreciates the underdog story. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are absolutely the, the underdog story. You know, I'm not going to say like the Phillies are underdog story to the Braves, but like the Phillies, what they're doing to the Braves right now, that's also entertainment. This is what makes baseball good. This is why people are drawn to the sport of baseball. So like, it's not the worst thing in the world to have top dogs ball. I understand it's not like what the fan bases want and you know the teams might seem discouraged. Like I invested all this time. We were so good for so long and now we're out. Well, Sorry, that's the tower. Like the tower crumbles, you fell apart. Like you talk about the pitching with the the Braves. That's like the kind of the team I'm talking about. They were, they had the depth. They're good. Their offense is great. Like they had the depth to last and get them through the regular season. But now that it's postseason, like they don't have those two or three dudes. The Phillies do. Eighty percent of this series is going to be Willer and Nola. They're, they're toast. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can kind of compare it to, you know, the, the tournament that everybody knows and, and loves is March Madness, right? And the reason why it's so mad and crazy and exciting and people love it is because you get these crazy upsets, right? The, now, crazy upsets every once in a while are fine because it creates entertainment <clears throat> at the same time. You get too many upsets, and then you know. Next thing you know, you've got Florida Atlantic and San Diego State in the Final Four, right? So that's that's kind of the the the, the problem. The problem sometimes with a lot of upsets is it does create matchups that maybe you don't necessarily want to see if you're just a broad, wide audience. But like in the moment, it's awesome. Yeah, like these Phillies games are great. Would people probably rather watch a Braves Dodgers NLCS because those are the two most talented teams in the National League? Probably like it would probably draw more eyeballs it would probably draw more attention, but it's not happening right now because those two teams are losing and they're 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 getting upset by by teams who are uh, they're just hotter right now. So I guess just to relate this back to the Pirates, I think this is what. <clears throat> we were talking about around draft time when we started to lean more Paul Skeens and we talk about the pitching and how you end up with a world series, getting a guy like a Paul Skeens is a big part of being one of these teams that can make some noise in the playoffs. The pirates really haven't had one of those. So I think that's kind of what we were gearing towards when we kept maybe hoping the pirates would draft him rather than a Dylan Cruz. 
Yeah, yeah that's fair. fair. You, you've, you've seen a lot of times where just having a pitcher, I mean, we saw it happen to the Pirates twice, right? Just having one guy can not only win you that big game to get you to the next the next step in the process, but like he can win you he can win you a World Series. One guy pitching lights out can can win you a World Series, and we we've, we've seen it you know happen time and time again with Madison Bumgarner and the Giants. We saw it happen with the Cubs. Um, so it's just yeah, like having having that dominant guy can be a complete game changer when you're in that postseason, and it's not necessarily a matter of who the best team is. I agree. I want to go back to your Marsh Madness analogy a little bit here too. Um, Jolly Roger liked it. And, and like, you are correct. That's why March Madness is so fun because the upsets, right? But if you have like two like really inferior teams going forward, it kind of makes that game. But like, I guess where I'm at with that is we're not talking about like the 40th best team. You know, like, like you said, like there's probably about seven teams that are worthy to go to the World Series each year, right? Well, how many teams make the playoffs? Like we're not talking about the 40th team in the MLB playing the Dodgers, and then they're the one taking out that team, and it's the f- the 39th team taking out the Braves. And you know what I mean? Like it's still mm-hmm. good teams. The point still very valid. I just want to go here and say I don't think it's still anywhere near as watered down as like those two teams you mentioned, March Madness playing together. Um, but very That's very true. valid yeah. point. Yeah. Um. However, question. Question. Yes. If the Pirates were the sixth team in this playoffs right now, out of like a hundred times, how many times would they win the World Series? The twenty twenty three Pirates are a sixth seed in the NL. The how many times twenty three Pirates? Yeah, how many out of a hundred are they winning the World Series? Zero. Four. I'll say four. Zero. They'd win out it at least 10, once. Out of ten thousand simulations, I'll 100. say five. Yeah, I'll say like they can win. What is that? So they would have to win four series in a row. I think that you can. I think you, the other you got to yeah. you have to assume they're going to call Paul Skeens up if it's playoffs right there. You got Skeens, yeah. you got Keller, you got Oviedo. They, I mean, although I don't know uh, a certain team that's complaining about the format didn't call up their number one prospect who maybe could have helped them. Shade. <laughs> love it yeah i don't know about that they're winning it at least one time uh, you give them 100 know. shots they're gonna do it i'll i'll say one four that's that's a mountain that's too too tall for me to climb um one time out of 100 they could do it one yeah i said one four is just no um, but I just want to go back because you know we are relating this to the pirates and with the the buy and stuff, and and you are 100 correct. And I think what we haven't talked about is exactly what the pirates went through in that situation. You know, like the team that's fighting to get into the playoffs is usually the team that's in the wild card round, right? Like, there's probably a team like the Marlins or one of it. Like, there's there's teams that are fighting to just get to the playoffs. They're using their studs during that regular season. Like, think about back. With the Pirates, like, were they going to pitch Cole? Were they going to pitch Liriano? Because, like, they got to win the game. They're trying to, you know what I mean? But then it's like they also could be playing in the wild card game. So how are they going to line that up? When you get that by, you don't have to worry about that. So I think, again, like, yep, you talk about the advantage. Everything's so wrapped up in the disadvantage on the buy. Oh, my God, our players are, they don't know what to do. They've rested for too long. They're too healthy now. What can what can they do, right? And it's like, look about the team that had to, like, fight just to get there. Now they're fighting to stay there. 
it's been fight, fight, fight. I mean, a complete disadvantage. These teams have every advantage. If the only problem is they've rested for too long, you don't have a problem, guys. <laughs> you don't have a problem. No, I mean, at this point, it's just it, it's baseball and, and baseball's weird. Like. The best team doesn't win that often in baseball, especially when you're dealing with in like in the playoffs, you're dealing with all good teams like no one sucks, right? Like none of these teams are terrible and even terrible teams are going to beat the best team one out of three times on average. So when you got a bunch of good teams playing each other, like even though they, you, you may not be the best team, you're still pretty good. And you got a good shot of beating the best team in a small, short series. Right. But it has to be hard to like have a buy and then come out and play in front of 14 fans. There was 18, Tyler. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's take a, a little break from ourselves talking to sense. Um, so one thing we started, if you haven't seen it, tweet out. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk about it right now. So we are going to on every, I think we've pretty much discussed it on every NS9 Live. We're going to go ahead and introduce the topic early. We have an NS9 phone number. We want to hear your comments, your takes, right? So we'll tell you what we're talking about beforehand. Um, and then give us a call. You call, leave a voicemail. We'll go ahead and play it. And then we'll discuss. So we do have, we, we, again, we put it out there today. The phone number is 412-626-7479. I repeat, I'm just a professional, guys. 412-626-7479. But yeah, go ahead and give that, that call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll maybe go ahead and play it on here and we'll discuss. So let's go ahead and do it. So we did have a caller. It was Yark. He has some He has some talks. Hey, guys. Yark. Um, I'll, I'll give my take since I'm in this crawling down 2nd Avenue on my way home on the playoffs. The format's fine. Um, the playoffs are for fun. Yeah, great. Yeah, everybody, you know, it's all about the championship, this and that. But right now it's fun. Elimination games are fun. Watching Arizona and the Rangers make their run with these young guys and a couple of pieces they added, that's fun. Watching the Houston team be a juggernaut again, that's fun. Watching the Dodgers lose, the Braves and the Phillies buttheads, it's all fun. The format is fine. Obviously, it'd be better if the series were all longer. You know, but it's not a reflection of what has happened in the regular season, and that's okay. And it's been that way for a long, long, long time. Now, the problem is, I keep seeing that people are talking about incentive and what the Orioles did wrong or right, or at the deadline and this and that. The Rangers, whatever the Rangers did at the deadline, didn't even help them against the Orioles. So that's complete nonsense. They won a hundred plus games in the hardest division in baseball. So. Even if Jim agrees with me, he's wrong. We all know that. He's always wrong. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, see ya. Let's go, Bucks. I like Yark. He's 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 correct in everything he said. Every <laughs> single thing he said. I like Yark too, but uh, he was definitely definitely wrong on the last part. But here's the deal: me and Yark agree. Like so. Wait. That so again? that means he's actually wrong. If that means that I'm wrong. So it's it's just wrong by association. I mean, I, I don't really disagree with him about the playoff format being fine. I think it's fine as well. I guess my only disagreement would be that the playoffs are fun. I don't want the playoffs to be fun. I don't want it to be like a little like 
midseason tournament that the NBA's got going. You don't want it to be fun. Like you don't no, want to have fun the, watching. I don't want it to be like the way it like fun. <laughs> I don't want it to be for fun. Like, okay, yes, you're right. Like it's not like the like, all-star. This game. is not yeah. for fun. Yeah. Like this you're is right. the most important thing. What, whoever had the best record in the regular season, I know we all said that that probably does determine who the best team in major league baseball is, but it means nothing. The thing that means something is the playoffs. It's where, yes, it's fun, but it's fun because it's so intense. It's not just we're on the playground playing pickup. That's the other thing I disagree with. I just enjoy the intensity of postseason baseball and the way that managers manage. I wish we could do that every single day. I wish 162 games were managed like that. I know everybody's arm would blow out, but whatever. I was going to say, you're not you're not seeing the playoffs likely, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't care. I want every game to mean something. So what's funny is you're basically telling us you hate regular season baseball. Correct. Yet you watch 162 regular season games. Roughly. But you love playoff baseball. Correct. And you omit all playoffs. I don't am- omit it. So you are. Like you, you do hate fun. You no, don't I, well, like yes, that's correct. Enjoying yes, yourself, fun. Tyler. Correct. That's all yes. correct. But what it comes down to is I am burnout, man. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to watch more baseball. Yeah, I but, don't know if we can compare Tyler to like a regular fan. I mean, he, I'm he, not yeah, a, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of baseball, a lot of post-game shows Tyler's done, a lot of a lot of uh, NS9 lives throughout the season. But I um no, I agree. I agree with like the, the postseason is there for for television like it's there to create good tv it's entertainment value Uh, yes the games mean a ton and that that's why the games are so entertaining because every single pitch every single moment means so much whereas during the regular season like you mentioned tyler like there's you'll have big moments in games and you'll have big at bats and you'll have big hits but like at the end of the day it's just one out of 162, right? Like if you drop it, who? it's not that big of a deal. There's plenty of other games you can go out there and win. There's plenty of other opportunities that you're going to have to have a big hit. The postseason is completely different in that there are no other opportunities. There are no other games. That opportunity, that pitch, that game right then and there is means everything, right? Uh, and that's that. Like I said that what that's what leads to the intensity. That what that's what leads to how how fun and entertaining these games are. Like this Phillies Brave series has been electric, right? Um, the the Twins Astros series has been excellent. The the Rangers Orioles, like you, you saw, the Rangers just kind of roll through them. Um, and like I said, LA and, and and Arizona are battling it out right now as we speak, and LA is fighting for their lives. So you got games that just mean so much. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's great TV. It's great entertainment. It's great for fans. Maybe not the best for the teams and the players because you don't really get a whole lot of shots like you do in the regular season. Try not to suck. You know, you just gotta be, you you gotta be good in the moments that matter. And like another big thing like you touched on it, that's the way you manage it. It's one out of 162. When Johan Oviedo has that rough start, right? He gives up five and two, but then he goes five innings and still 
ends up with just five earned runs. You, you look back and you can grab, hey, you know what? At least he gave us five innings. Like it's like he was bad, but he he fought through it. At least he gave this team five innings. You're not doing that in postseason. You can't afford to give up five and two. You know, again, like going look like he's being pulled. Like every moment matters. You know, like again, like in the regular season, when you give up that many runs, you're kind of you, I'm not gonna say you're conceding, but there's moments where you're just conceding is like save the bullpen, right? Just eat these innings, save the bullpen. It's one out of 162. We're going to lose today. Whatever. You can't manage that in the playoffs. You can't. So like you said, like every pitch matters and everything, every moment is intensified. That's what makes the postseason great. And that's why like this, this series that's going on right now, they've all been really good. Like so many moments, you know, so many moments, even like, again, with Kershaw giving up that, that was big. That's, that's talking points. That's entertainment, and that's where the two mix again. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just again like to kind of wrap this up in a sense. Like I, I don't mind the format at all. I truly don't think there's disadvantages for the teams that earn the right to get those buys. It's it might not. There's real like you could lose rhythm. I, I I get that right, but you still have a clear advantage over that other team. So you just have to do a better job building yourself for the postseason. Even if, like, just manage better. Be a better coach. Like, if you're whining about having rest time, you're a bad coach. Get over it. You're a bad management system. Get over it. That's on you. Yeah. How many guys have the the, uh, Astros had the last six years? They all went to the ALCS for. Yeah. yeah, like that. Really, though, that's the next. Are we going to start complaining because we sweep a team and another one goes to game seven? I think I've heard people complain about that before. Like, I hope the team, I hope they lose tonight so they have to play another team or another game. Right. Yeah. Like sweepings is bad. Yeah. You don't want to advance to the next round too quick, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah, like you, I would much rather have a 100% chance of playing in the uh, divisional series than a 50% chance. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. So there it is. So no change. This is fine. This is oh, more than I mean, fine. This is good. If if if, there, if we were going to make a change, I would go backwards. That's that's my thing. Like if. Yeah. I, I didn't want this this format, but we've got it. And so this is what we're going to live with. If if we could make a change, I would go backwards to less teams in the playoffs. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like that one, the one game, but I'd, I, I, I think I'd rather just make that go backwards, make that one game into a three game series and then call well, it. Then you're given, then you're giving even more teams. I know. Tyler. Well, get over it. We've already established that nobody cares about them whining. But then it's fine because everyone gets a buy. Now, granted, if the Pirates somehow in my lifetime get a buy because they're a top two team and they lose after that buy, I'm going to whine so much about it. Oh, absolutely. I reserve, I reserve that right. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm we'll knock on bus to Oni's door and say, write us an article and say, no. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, care about the Pirates. Nope. Yeah. I'm going to whine so much. Cody yeah, says, I it, like it's the, weird. I like the like, one game when we won the one game. 
I hated the one game when we lost, right? I love so, like, the one game in 2013. Yeah, like 2013 one game years. playoffs. It was awesome. 2014 and 2015. Stupid. Like, like slightly yeah. same, but different take. I like the idea of a one game, unless it's your team. Like regardless, it, it, it just isn't right. And of course, as pirate fans, you relate to it. It's a great atmosphere, do or die. I mean, that makes that game. You talk about everything matters, like every single thing in that game matters. But holy hell is it stupid. <laughs> because we're talking about, you're talking now, like teams built for the postseason, right? If you have two or three guys that are just studs, right? And your four or five don't matter. If you have that one guy that's just untouchable, like it's call it a day. And again, as Pirate fans, you can attest to that. You have one, if you're a wildcard team and you have the Cy Young guy, basically, you've advanced. Congratulations. Not even going to play the game. So that's why it sucks. But the atmosphere of that game is immaculate. Yeah. It was immaculate one time. It was it was great in 2013. It was really, really immaculate for Cubs fans and Giants fans as well. Yeah, we don't like them. Correct. <laughs> God, I was so miserable after 14 and 15. 15 really stung too. Like yeah, 15 that one hurt. really stung. That hurt. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, though, like if you don't want to be put in that situation, then you just you just got to be better. It's it's fair. It's also hard to really be better than a ninety eight like win team. Like that's that's tough. That's why it's a tough pill to swallow because you could be better, but that's a damn good team as well. Yeah, I feel like we could have a full episode about everything that went wrong that year, but let's Let's not do that tonight. We're hitting us all in the fields right now. All right. Do we want to move on to the next topic? Kind of hits us uh, in the fields. Sure. Yeah. Astros won, by the way. So they uh, they officially advance. Wow. Just heads up. You know, also, Arizona, Arizona just took a two-run lead. Um, Perdomo and Cattell Marte home runs in the third innings. They are up 2 nothing against the Dodgers. In the third, and Hill and uh, Starling, bye bye, Cattell and Gerardo, Geraldo. <laughs> Anyways, so another thing we want to talk about, which relates very much to pirate fans, Jerry Depoto, Depoto, <laughs> Depoto. <laughs> he opened his mouth this past week, and I, I guess. What did Depoto say? He he pretty much said what you shouldn't say as a GM, right? And I think we can talk like like Jim, you made some interesting points on it. <clears throat> and I think that's what we talk about. More or less, he said, You're trying to win 54, 54% of the games. Right? Like that's what you're trying to do. Some years you'll win 60, some years you'll win 50, right? And averages out. And that's how you get there. But like, if you can win 54% of your games over like a decade, right? He's like, that's what the better teams do. When you look at the best teams, that's what they do. They'll get in the playoffs most times. Sometimes you won't, right? But if you are one of those teams that wins 54% of the time, chances are you're getting the playoffs. And I think it kind of goes down like what Jim was saying. Like that, That's how GMs are really looking at this now with the playoffs being more watered down. Right? It doesn't matter as much. You just need to be a team 
that could win 80 games. And if you're that team, then come the like the trade deadline, you decide to to to, to add and you go forward. Why does this relate? Well, it's based what Neil Huntington talked about like his entire tenure. <laughs> right? I yeah, mean, I mean, go ahead. No, real quick, not just Neil Huntington, but we've even heard Ben Sherrington talk about the projections pointing the Pirates towards a fourth place team when they're 20 and eight. Sorry, Jim. No, I think it just goes back to like, there are a lot of strategies to, you know, building a contender and constructing a team, especially if you're not like one of the big, big markets, right? Like, do you, do you just operate in windows? Do you try to keep it so that you can sustain success over a period of time? And so it's an interesting conversation because I don't know if there's a right answer. Like I, I I really don't. And I think every organization is a little bit different. Uh, And I don't think you can like make a cookie cutter statement that says, no, you can absolutely compete year in and year out, no matter who you are. And I don't think you can just say, no, the only way this team's going to compete is by, you know, picking and choosing its spots, building from within and, and, and operating in windows. Right. I, I, it's a hard discussion because I really don't like, it hasn't been proven yet. Like it hasn't been proven that like one way works. There's a lot of, th- there's a lot of ways out there to build a competitive team and win championships and, and going to the playoffs and there, there's really not one way that just like every single time you do it, it works. And there's not a way that you know every time you don't do it, it doesn't work. Like there's there are success stories and there are exceptions to pretty much every single every single way you can approach it. So it's 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 a little difficult. Um, I think what Jerry Depoto is saying is, yeah, over a 10 year span, if we win 54 percent of our games, like we're going to be a pretty good team. The teams in the last 10 years who have won 54% of their games, there are five of them, five only. This is not a thing that a lot of teams do. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a successful, it's a good thought. It's a good thing to shoot for, right? The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros, the Cardinals, and the Guardians, only five teams to accomplish that over the last 10 years. And you're talking about five teams that consistently make the playoffs, not every year, but Eight out of 10 years, seven out of 10 years, they're in the playoffs and they're competing for championships. So I think it's a good goal to have. I don't know if I am on board with his, you know, he added in there, I think his quote was, we're actually doing the the fan base a favor by operating this way. I, I think he probably would have been smart to leave that part out, but I, I actually like the transparency and the openness and, and at least explaining to the fan base, hey, this is this is our goal. This is what we're trying to do. And if we accomplish it, you guys are going to be pretty, pretty happy. Like <laughs> year in and year out, you're going to be happy. And yeah, you may have two, three years out of 10 where we don't make the playoffs, but you're going to be in the playoffs almost every year. You're going to be competing for World Series almost every year. And it's it, w- it was refreshing to kind of hear him say that and kind of outline his strategy. Could have done without the whole "we're doing you a favor" by operating this way. That just kind of gives off, you know, I'm way smarter than you vibes, and 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 you know, I don't think anybody really appreciates that. 
but I think overall, it's a good strategy. It's a sound strategy if it's executed, right? So that kind of is going back to the whole, it's got to be executed um, in order for it to work. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, the Mariners, the Mariners haven't made the playoffs that often. Well, guess what? They haven't achieved, they haven't executed on this strategy. They don't have a 54% winning percentage, you know, over the time that depoto has been there. Just because you're hitting 54% every once in a while doesn't mean you're you're hitting your goal. So I think that's 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 kind of what what uh, I think there was just some confusion there. I think it's a sound strategy. I think it's a good thing to kind of talk to your fan base about. He said some things that I wouldn't have, but again, it's just weird because I don't know if there's just like one way to go about this thing. Denardo, you might as well just go. You want me to? Okay. Yeah, just go. You look tired. Too much postseason for Ty Ty. Ty Ty's tired of nerds. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. That's fair. So I will go next then because I'm torn on this. And the reason I'm torn on this, I can go multiple ways. Let me start off. I guess let me start off here first. Let's talk about the transparency. That part I can at least appreciate. And the reason I say that is like we talk about this a lot. You've dealt a lot with it with Neil, right? Ben's now in place, and they're virtually the same person when it comes to talking to the media and giving anything, right? There's no transparency. So I can at least appreciate the GM telling you what it is, right? Because now you can just bash him if he's executing his plan, right? We don't know what Ben Charrington's plan is. So you're just bashing him on everything and anything because you have no idea what he's doing. So you don't know if he's failing or succeeding because you don't know what the plan even is. And therefore we question if he even knows what the plan is, right? So we know what DePoto is doing in Seattle. So now you can judge him for that. So I appreciate that part. Yes. Saying you're doing us a favor. Don't say that again. You've lived and learned now, Jerry. Don't do that. <laughs> right. The next thing is though, and you hit it though, Jim, I'm torn on that plan working. Yes, there's not enough to prove that it can or won't. But when you name the teams like the Dodgers, like who were the who were the five teams again? The Dodgers, the Cardinals, Dodgers, the Indians, the Cardinals, Guardians, Yankees, Astros, Guardians. Okay. Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, right? Now the Yankees have been slipping a little bit these past years, few years, but regardless, top top tier organization. Like when you look at those three organizations as far as analytics as far as building a team from within, as far as like having the money to, you know, like there should be no excuse. Those teams have all the resources to do so. When you look at the Guardians, smaller market, right in line with the Pirates, but they build and develop among some of the best as well. Like you have to be a top tier organization because if you don't have the resources financially to do so, to do that, right? And I guess the other, like the problem coming with this is to sustain it, you are going to have to make some difficult decisions that are going to go against the fan base, who and when you trade. You're going to have to turn over, maybe not to the level of the raise, but that's kind of where I'm going with this, right? To sustain this, you're going to have to keep this train going because. When you bought them out and you're getting the number one, number two, number three, number four or five pick, right? Four years in a row. 
You can build those and have top tier guys, but when you're winning and getting number 25, 26, 27, right? You're not getting that through the draft. So you're going to have to keep this going by trading guys to get that farm, pump it back up to fill in those next players, right? And that's tricky to do. You got to be really, really good. And so coming from the pirate side, I bought into that with no Huntington because even though he didn't say it, he all but said like, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to sustain success here, right? We're trying to sustain it. We're not doing windows. We want to sustain success. And I bought into it. You know, I saw that farm system. I saw that major league team. Like the Pirates would be good for a decade at least until it lasted for three seasons and that was it. So like you're hitting on the head, like the Pirates more or less tried this model. They didn't execute. They should have went for windows because they, in doing 54%, give or take their actual model, like they had three years of playoffs. They should have just went all in for those three years and got in the same place, but maybe didn't get the wild card games and maybe advanced, maybe got into the World Series and who knows, you know? So, like, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I can appreciate the plan, but you have to execute it. And I'm weary on the execution bar for teams not in LA or Chicago or New York or Houston. I'm so tired of the nerds. Speak to us then, Ty Ty. Man, I'm tired of it. I guess to not take this off the rails here, the big thing about the DePoto thing and the 54% is that you're really relying on the in-house projections there. And if you're not hitting that, it sounds like your projections are just wrong and you guys aren't very good at this. It's the same thing going back to Neil Huntington. Well, if we if we did ran this simulation so many times, we would have won this many games. Sounds like your projections are wrong and you guys aren't good at this. It's just a bunch of we're so full of ourselves and we know we're right that we don't know what we're actually doing here. And yeah, the Rays can do it and they can get away with it. And truthfully, if I'm a Rays fan, all 12 of them, I'd be losing my mind because I hate the way they run their team. I hate that every single time they have a player for three years, they have to trade them away. And that's the only way that they can keep their window open. It's just going to be a long-winded little thing here that I'm trying to keep short. But the way that teams like the Pirates will have to be able to maintain a run of success, to me, is bad for baseball. It's bad for fans. It makes it really hard to be a fan of a team that has to continue to meet these projections by doing things that probably aren't friendly to a fan. I think that's my big problem with the, the analytical takeover of baseball is that it's not very fan friendly. And we can go back to even just the launch angle reg revolution. I don't want to take it into that, but even that that's not fan friendly. That's not good for baseball. Is it the most analytical, savvy way to do things? Sure. It's not good for the sport. That's where my argument comes into all of this. It's not fun to be a fan of a team that is at the cutting edge of analytics. Unless you execute. Even then, that. like if the rate, if I'm a fan of the Rays, I don't really, I have a hard time enjoying it. Because every time I find a new player I like, he's traded. And then I got to find another one. Then I got to find another one. Then I got to find another one. I get like winning cures all, but. But I could, what you hard. just said there, like a team on the cutting edge of analytics, 
That's the Astros, buddy. You know what I mean? And and hey, Houston has a lot of fans and they're enjoying themselves. Uh, so I think I agree with what you say, but I think when you also put it to like what Jim said, there's no right way unless it works. You know? I guess my problem would be that more teams seem to be going the raise route or trying. Well, I guess to rewind here. The Astros are in a little bit of a different situation where they're going to spend a little bit. The Rays are not. The Pirates are not. Correct. Like, it's a little bit different there. Yeah, and that's why I kind of go back to where I don't think there's a cookie-cutter way to do this because every organization is different. Every market is different. Like, can the Pirates operate in a way where they sustain success over a 10-year period of time? We haven't seen it happen yet, so I don't know if it's possible, but... We also haven't seen anybody really come close to even like even come close to executing that plan. Like no. Neil Huntington was the closest we've seen and it happened for three years. Right. But it, it faltered towards the end because, you know, there were there were a few moves here and a few moves there and a few moves here. And then it just all fell apart. Right. Um, you got to avoid making one mistake turn into two mistakes turn into three mistakes and that's when this sustainability model fails right so and denardo you said you know pirates should have operated in a window i don't know if that's the case like maybe they should have just executed their plan better I, it, well what i said was i, I really doing don't their plan know. it failed so they did it for nothing yeah i mean, at the end of the day it, it failed and, and most teams plans do fail i, I I would rather, though, I would rather see teams try to sustain success over a long period of time as opposed to the constant tearing down, rebuilding, tearing down, rebuilding, tearing down, rebuilding. I would as a fan, I I want to at least I want to be able to go into every single baseball season thinking I've got a shot. Right. Like that's that's what I want to want to want to see. I don't want to go through three, four year stretch where it's opening day and you're like, well, today's the best day of the year because every game after this is just one step closer to being eliminated from the playoffs. Right. Um, and that's kind of where the analytical side of things is kind of going that route where, Hey, the best way to build a winner is lose a lot of games for a few years, stockpile talent, and then bring everybody up all at one time. And you're seeing a lot of teams do that. Um, whereas like I said, I, I would rather my team go out there and try to win year in, year out and sustain it over as long a period of time as I can. Now, I guess that I also what... get like, yeah, go ahead. I, so I also get like flags fly forever, right? Like the Royals winning the world series. They will always have a flag out there that says that they won the world series. Right. Um, and, and the Mariners don't have a flag, right. But they've won more games than the Royals have over the last 10 years. Like so even they, the race, like, like, yep. would you rather yeah, be a Royals same. fan in your lifetime or a race? I don't know. I don't know either. I really don't Let know. Let me present this. I want to present this scenario because I feel like I talked about this before NS9 when I had Denaro's dugout. That came first. Like I talked about the scenario all the time because I was buying into Neil Huntington. This was always the thing I talked about. And it's not that it's, it has to be one or the other, but at the end of the day, would you rather be a Royals fan who had those three really magical years? 
came out with the World Series. And outside of those three magical years, you've had seven horrendous years. Or would you rather be the 2006 Tigers to 2015 Tigers, who never won a World Series, but damn it, they came in second, second, fifth, second, third, first, 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 first in the division, right? Made the playoffs five times, got into the World Series twice, got in the ALCS three times, right? Never won it, but every year they were they were a contender. They were good. Which would you rather have? And I think it just comes me talking. Like I think it just comes down to personal preference. But like that's what you're looking at. And what the Tigers did, like they didn't win, but that's damn near hard to do. Like that's what the Poto is talking about. He is trying to do something to sustain success, to give themselves an opportunity for ten years to get in the playoffs as much as they can. The Royals could have ultimately not won a World Series one of those years either. You know, and, and all you have is three good years and seven terrible ones. At least the Tigers, like Sounds the fans. Familiar. Right, right, right. But at least the Tigers, like, had a decade worth of fun baseball that you're involved with every single day. I don't I don't know what's right or wrong. No, to I'll to take me, honestly, I would take the Tigers because I don't want 70% of my life being wasted talking about 162 games that don't matter. <laughs> no, I'll if that take makes sense. Series. Nope. I want to be able to just crap on people. Yeah, we won't want one though. That's all I want. I don't know. How many how many Royals fans do you hear crapping on people though? I don't know any, but I'm sure they can. Uh, it's 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 a good question. And I really I, I don't know if there's the right answer. Like, I think it is a personal preference. I mean, championships yeah, are that's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't think they're, <laughs> you know, they're awesome. There's not a right or wrong to it. It's, it's what you would want. Jim, and maybe we're Steelers fans, like and people are base. still talking about the 70s. That's, that's, that's Imagine that's Pittsburgh gross. with a World Series in the 2020, like 2020s. I'll, I'll, I will say this. Like a championship, it's lasting. Like it lasts. Oh, yeah. And we would so, make... You know how annoying we would be. I mean, Pirates fans, even now, like we every five years, it's the the whatever anniversary of the nineteen seventy nine World Series team because oh. that's like all there is, right? Well, um, I was going to say to Tyler's point, and, and the we, so we we can include the we's in this. I mean, how often do we talk about the Cueto game? And that was just a wild yeah. game. So yeah, imagine imagine mm-hmm. the Pirates winning a World Series. Yeah, you're never going to hear the. Uh, we're going to be. It's so annoying. Un- we would be insufferable. Oh, yes. Awful. People would hate us. <laughs> but like to go back to the earlier topic, I think that's kind of where I sort of appreciate Neil Huntington is that it felt like he was trying to toe the line between fan appreciation of we're going to try to keep these guys around as long as possible, the fan favorites, and try to extend the window. Like He the Rays would have traded Andrew McCutcheon way before they signed the little contract. Or, or if he would have signed that contract, they would have traded him like two years after. It seemed he just towed it a little bit too far to the edge where, and then also he just couldn't trade worth the damn. But I, he, he tried to be the middle ground bef- between the Rays and a larger market team. And it just, I, I just... did not work. But I think it's also. I just want to say something. 
or draft. I, 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 want, I want to dispute your point because yeah. Go ahead. Longoria is a perfect example. Like they, I know as much as you want to bash yeah. the Rays, they do some yeah. some they, of the things that you're not accustomed to them doing. Like for they, one, although it's a bad example right now, but they saw Wander to thou the huge shall deal. not be named. <laughs> right. But like, so Longoria, 2008 through 2017, he was a Ray until he was 31 years old. Age yeah. 32 is when he went to the Giants. So like, that's not completely fair. They actually had um, him longer than the Pirates had McCutcheon. All right, and that's maybe. the same timetable. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I guess it's more with the middle, mid-level players that they wheel and deal. I just they know when to deal and when not. Like I just that that's just what it is to me. I feel. I just rather be like the Cardinals pull that trigger. He was MVP that. talk in at age thirty. Age thirty-one, he had a went down slightly his production and then he was traded and then that's when he went to the giants it was like meh he was also in the last year of his deal yeah i mean I think are if we you're... talking about longoria or mccutcheon because they both went to the longoria giants. Oh, okay yeah, i think if you're did. if you're talking about a team All that you parallels. really want to yeah. if you're talking about a team that you really want to model like it's it's st louis like it's not a, it's not a huge market it's they're just always really good outside of this year like that's an anomaly but like they're a really really well-run organization in almost every aspect and and you know you you're not expect like the cardinals are going to be back right like we're not like the cardinals are no, not going to be nl central basement dwellers again if i if i if i had to bet so uh, that's that's an organization you kind of want to look at and see like what you know what are those guys doing we need to be doing that they draft really well. They draft well and they develop really well. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say to that. You're absolutely correct. They're like that model team. They are smart. Like I, how I talk about the Indians, the Guardians. Sorry, Jesus. The the Guardians. Um, that's the Cardinals built baseball. They like to me. I feel like they understand they're going to be good. That's why the fans are there. Right, like they build it from the ground up. They they understand that the fans come because they're there for the fans. They put out a good product, right? So it's all reciprocal. Like money keeps coming in, they keep spending it, so it keeps coming in. But they're also very very smart. And the reason they're not good right now is because they become very very dumb. They've made a lot. Like you talk about Jim, you don't want to make. You can make one mistake, but you don't want to make two, three, four. But look at the playoffs right now. You know the Pirates fans have dealt with the playoffs coming and all the announcers dunking on Pirates fans saying. Look at this guy who is from the Pirates. Look at this guy's from the Pirates. That's the that's the Cardinals right now. Like, look at this person who's in that dumb trade. Look at that person's dumb trade. Like Zach Allen right there, because he wasn't the Cardinal way. And now he's beating the Dodgers right now. Like, there's a lot of mistakes the Cardinals made, and now they're feeling it. But you're absolutely correct. Like that, I'm gonna say was the model. Although they can't get there, they've done a lot of bad things lately. But you're absolutely correct. Very similar markets, but they've built it, they've sustained it. The fans are going to come and keep supplementing their wallets and they're going to keep spending it. So that way they keep coming to supplement the wallets. Does it not feel like the Cardinals are kind of like the Patriots right now? Yeah. yeah, It's just maybe times have passed them by a little bit and the new age of player, the Cardinal way, the Patriot way, it's just, it's done. Yeah. They'll have to adjust. Maybe like the Steelers do. Well, we only have to go there. 
Maybe Sorry, the Louisville I, way. My Dolphins aren't like that. We are the new age. Baby. We need to turn into the Louisville way. Go get us a Jack Plummer. He's no Jake. <laughs> is it? But, by the way, off actually, topic, is Denardo. it shrooms now? Yeah. Man. What? Jake Plummer. Denardo, I think you you uh, actually like offhand gave a pretty decent little analogy there about the dolphin way. Like that's the way things are going now. Like you hire a guy like a Mike McDaniel, and I know it's a different sport, but like you kind of buy into this new age type of deal. Maybe not in the super analytical department, but you get a very smart person that's not a Tony LaRussa. So so Tyler says, I hate nerds. I don't want any more nerds. But then he goes, You need to hire like a really you need to hire a nerd. It's a different type of nerd. He's the coolest <laughs> of the nerds, though. He's honestly. not a nerd. He's a, behind a he's desk. a cool. No, he's a cool nerd because he's he's winning right now. Like once, no, once he I, loses, then he's a he's just a nerd. No, he's such a he's not a nerd sitting behind a desk. Those are the nerds I don't like. Okay, he's out there like in the trenches. Yeah, he's he's such a dick, in like the best funniest way that people love you though. That's what I love about him too. Like he's on that podium and it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, but that's, but I guess you're right. Something along that line. I know it's before your time, but we have talked about here, but like we discussed like our biggest worry when Ryan and I were talking about the hiring, our biggest worry about Charrington was it's Neil Huntington 2.0 different, but like there was just, there was like every parallel you could almost imagine between the two. You know, just not even talking about like where they grew up and the school they went to, but it's so much. And and you're right. Like it is almost, they're different. Like they operate differently in some ways, but it's very much like Neil Huntington 2.0 that you have here. Is it the new wave? No. It, I think you could say that like Neil Huntington, when he was hired, was kind of the new way, the new wave, right? Uh, and then they just kind of continuing with just another version of that. Uh, I, I feel like the pirates are just lacking in certain areas, especially when it comes to uh, spending money. That's that's probably their their biggest their, their biggest area that they lack in is just like getting the resources and and allocating them to player development. And we've heard we've heard stories like like when Connor was on on the you know with with you. Like the, the pirates don't have any sort of like pitching laboratory that pitchers can go to and and use all these this equipment, right? Like other teams may have this stuff. Colleges have like like Paul Skeens had more stuff at LSU to work with than he does in the Pirates organization. Like that's that's something that that you know has been reported. So like at, at some point you need to invest in the team in areas that you're lacking. And I think the pirates are just you can clearly see that player development is an issue just based off of this year alone. Like you had a lot of guys who took steps back or like they, they tore up the minors and you think they're ready for the majors and then they come up and they're just way in over their heads. So I mean, this is a whole other topic for another day, but yeah, I, I don't know if the pirates are necessarily old age, like in, in their personnel. I just don't think they're they're new age when it comes to just like the things like the basic things you need to do 
to just like build an organization. Yeah, track means like twenty grand. And and so two thousand and seventeen. Like yeah, I'm talking, just saying, like, it's 2023, guys. But I'm just a lot of this equipment's like 20 grand, right? It it's the amount you paid just to call a guy up to fill a spot for a day. It's yeah, it's literally like like you paid Drew Maggi more to sit on your bench for a week. Yeah, are you sure? But I'm just. Was, I just want you yeah. to. I just want to make sure you're correct, Jim, because you know Ethan's going to call you out if it's incorrect. Drew Maggi made more than twenty thousand dollars. All yeah. right, and I just also, want to make sure. like, great story. I'll even look. All right, let's now. back off. Pulling up Ethan's spreadsheet. Go on. How did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, the fifty-four percent. But no, I mean it, it. It was like when that came out. That's all I could think of was the Neil Huntington era. Because it really is like everything that's in my mind. That's how Neil more or less operated. He just wasn't able to execute it. So I don't know. Like like Jim said, we've all kind of agreed to twenty three thousand two hundred twenty six dollars for Drew Maggi or Drew Maggi. That was too close for comfort, Jim. See, it was. It was more though, more than twenty grand. Well, I don't know exactly how much attraction costs anymore, but last I looked, it was like eighteen, nineteen grand. Well, inflation. I'm, I'm sure with upgrades, it might it might be more expensive than him. But at any rate, yeah, I don't know. I can at least appreciate his his comment. Sure, it's gonna come down to execution. But the problem is that the execution comes down to your own damn numbers. You're making them up, and when you're wrong. That's on you. Yeah. No, again, it, it goes back to the ex executing the plan. I think there's a lot of plans that, that work. It's just a matter of like, if, if you don't execute your plan, then you're going to fail. Yeah. And like Jerry DePoto's might... plan is sound. It, it's, it, it makes sense. But if you don't execute it, then it doesn't work. And again, like that, to your point, though, Tyler, that might mean that at the deadline you got to make a trade, so you can continue executing that plan because you're off on your projections. You're down a little bit. At any rate, I think that kind of wraps up our show. It's been an hour fifteen on just two topics, but uh, definitely two that we I thought we want to talk about. But that'll make some good conversation. Yeah. Update on the score, Jim. Four nothing Diamondbacks in the fifth. Dodgers Brand getting swept. Yeah, Brandon Fott uh, goes out there and throws four and a third scoreless. Pretty cool. Louisville um, native Brandon Fott, by the way. All right, we're out. <laughs> Everyone have a good night. We'll see you. No, but for real, tomorrow though, Jim, you, you're, you're going to be on twice tomorrow. It's Jim Thursday. Yeah. Do you want to talk to us about it? Just um yeah so an episode of ns9 cardboard coming out tomorrow thursday october 12th at 5 p.m so check that out uh tops update was released today so opened up a box of tops update um and then uh out of the park stream tomorrow night 
probably after Thursday night footballs over 11, 11, 15 PM, somewhere in that area. First place pirates going into July. First time you'll hear that on this show. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. So tune in and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Serve your scouts. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.